Age to Practice, applying educational reading in the classroom. Join in the conversation using hashtag PagePracticePodcast. Page to Practice is a podcast focusing on the application of education research in the classroom. Each episode features a conversation with a different guest, teachers, authors and others interested in education, talking about what the phrase from page to practice means to them and the importance of applying evidence to classroom practice. Hi and welcome along to Series 5, Episode 3. Today we have another passionate teacher here to talk about their area of interest. This time it's Steph Lancake. We mostly talked about her interest in revision inspired by the book The Revision Revolution. We also talked about being the teaching and learning geek in your school. Okay so hi I'm here talking to Steph today and I'm just going to let you introduce yourself please Steph. Um, so my name is Steph Lancake. I'm currently the head of Spanish at Sale Grammar School in Trafford. Um, I have recently completed my MPQ LTD, which is leading teacher development, um, because I was really interested in CPD and all of that and making teachers know more about everything. Um, and that's sort of where my role is at the moment, exploring how we can spread it to all of the students and all of the staff and hopefully get better outcomes across the school. Sounds great. So what does the phrase, other than being the title of this podcast, (laughs) the phrase from page to practice mean to you? Um, So for me, it was a way for teachers to share their reading, because I think every time we read, there are so many books out at the moment. Um, Everybody interprets them differently, depending on their specialty, their setting, all of that. And it's really interesting to hear what other people think about it. And whether it's completely different from what you've read or something that makes you think a bit more about it in a different way. You're listening to From Page to Practice. Join the conversation on Twitter using hashtag PagePracticePodcast. Okay then, so can you tell us a little bit about what it is you've come to chat about today? Um, Yeah, so I mentioned I've been just on my MPQ um, and I'm trying to spread metacognition, cognitive science, retrieval, revision, all of those things across the school really. So it's just to explore that a bit more and then hopefully get some, maybe some feedback after this from other people too. Amazing. So what are the kind of, give us the highlights of what you've read about this area, who are the main people you've gone to or that kind of thing? Okay, so it started with Kate Jones. You can't not have Kate Jones. I think she was one of the first people to make it um, more well-known, I guess, wasn't it? She um, she brought out her retrieval practice books and they were lovely colours and everyone just got drawn into them. Mm. Um, there was something in there for every subject that you could just adapt and, and use straight away. So for me, she was the one that kicked it all off. Um, and then, I can't remember when she released it, but Helen Howells did the um, yes. Revision Revolution. Yeah. Um, and everything in that just resonated with where I was at that point and really helped me to think even deeper about how we could implement it and embed it in our school in particular. 
So you've done some work with that Revision Revolution book, haven't you? I, I have. think you presented it at a Teach Me Icons event I last did. Yeah, year. I did, yeah. And I've been in touch with Helen a lot as well because she's in a school quite near to mine. So we've oh, well. been trying to think about how we could join up and, I don't know, ex- keep going and make it better because she's an English teacher, I'm languages. So it's, they're very similar. How can we expand our knowledge? How can we share the, the message further, really? So nothing's come of it yet, but I'm sure it will. <laughs> oh, that kind of thing's great, though, isn't it? Kind of, I've written down the word collegiality as you were speaking yes. there. And I, I spoke to Adam Lamb on a previous podcast about that exact word, about, you know, working with other teachers and getting to share. And, and do you think that's really important? Absolutely. And I think the teach meets, even if you can't get to one live, they're always recorded. The amount of things that I've learned that I didn't expect to I went to an in-person one um maybe last year and I took so much more away from it than I ever expected to and that's not belittling colleagues that's just when I trained to be a teacher this level of knowledge just didn't exist nobody did all this reading there wasn't the reading to have um the research everything it's incredible but actually also it's just like this should have been here from the start this should have been in my PGCE why wasn't it? So it's just incredible. And everyone's got their little niches. So you get to take away bits that you need to take away or that you want to, or you didn't expect to. So yeah. Absolutely. Because the <laughs> thing is, you know, there was a time, wasn't there, where CPD meant that day that you paid a load of money yeah. for, and you went to a hotel and there was a nice lunch out of it. And you probably all sat at round tables with a few people you didn't know. And, and, and that was kind of where it went. And I think it's moved on a lot since then. Absolutely. Especially- and oftentimes at those ones as well, I just remember so many people were forced to go. They didn't want to mm-hmm. be there. Whereas now the vibe is very different. People want to be there. They're doing it in their time because they care and they're interested. It's a total shift. Yeah. So talk of things you care and are interested about. What made you do the MPQ LTD then? Um, I don't know. I people at my school always call me ambitious and I don't if I were to describe myself in three words that wouldn't be one of them Mm -hmm. but obviously it comes across I'm always thinking ahead I don't know if that's the teacher in me or just who I am but I'm always thinking what's next and I love learning obviously that's why I'm on this because I do a lot of reading (laughs) Um, and I just think that's the thing that sparks me pastoral has never really floated my boat it's not really been where I want to go um it's teaching and learning I love it and I want to know everything which is impossible but I want to know as much as I can (laughs) Um, and I guess part of the the LTD is wanting to spread that to other people right exactly yeah and there was the TL one LT one as well leading teachers wasn't there and then the leading teacher development um for me it's the development rather than just being a just a leader of people um because isn't that incredible when we have trainees isn't it incredible to see them at the beginning and at the end it's like having your students in your lessons but grown up (laughs) (laughs) and for some reason that feels a bit more wow because the students they're young and they're malleable and that's how they're supposed to be but Mm grown-ups are a bit more rigid often so making that change in a peer I think has more impact for me yeah, and I, I always found, and I would say I'm not I'm not in the classroom anymore, am I? But I always found that, you know, the the training sessions that I got to do with 
new teachers you know that the, they were just interested they wanted yeah. to know something you know it's a totally different vibe to the the training yeah. as well isn't it which is is makes a lovely change as yeah. well and I think peers are your worst critics aren't they teachers <laughs> it's so hard to do a good CPD and getting a majority win on a CPD session is such a victory so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's it's quite impressive from that point of view as well yeah, it's hard to turn the the teacher off, isn't yes. it? So you yeah, kind yeah. of you sit there, and I was at the theatre yesterday, and there was lots and lots and lots of school groups in there, and silently judging the whole time, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. and it's the same in a CPD session, though, because you think, oh, you you start judging things, you and do, that kind of thing, which obviously Why you don't want to do wanna, it like this. Why wouldn't you yeah, do it like that? But actually, you don't want to do. Yeah, one of the interesting things from the LTD was that one of the first things they they pointed out is why wouldn't you plan a CPD session like a normal lesson? Why is it mm-hmm. different? You're still trying to teach a point. You're still trying to get it across. We've moved on, like you said, from the olden days of hotels. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so other than reading um, mm-hmm. and the kind of teach me icon style thing that we've talked yeah. about, is there any other main ways that you find your CPD? Yeah, so I, I've got two small children, so time is limited always, especially quiet time for reading. So um, I try and listen to a podcast, and I went through a phase of, I used to run, but I don't have time for that even anymore. Um, so I used to listen to one on a run, and then I got into the habit of thinking, well, I can't listen to them unless I can do it all in one go. Um, I got talking to a colleague, and she was like, just put it on in the car on the way to work. If you get 15 minutes one way, then... It's better than nothing, isn't it? So I chip away and basically get through one a week. But I love a podcast. It's interesting. And often Mm. listening to it on the way to work as well triggers something in me for the day. And I get, it just makes you think, doesn't it? It's really good. Conversations are just good. And we don't have enough time as teachers to, to get enough in. (laughs) no absolutely not like how do you think we could facilitate that better in schools do you think we could be doing something differently to to try and get those conversations or is it just a I think it's it's a time problem (laughs) but equally that comes to staffing as well that's obviously a hot topic at the moment (laughs) yeah (laughs) there aren't enough teachers so we don't have that time I've um I did a CPD on coaching um earlier this year and it was the most impactful CPD I have ever done it was so good um and I've carried on with coaching afterwards and they were you know the importance of it it isn't what I thought it would be I thought it'd be hippy dippy let's have a nice (laughs) fluffy chat and it wasn't it was incredible it was it was game changing actually and they sort of spurred me on to even more ambitious plans that I've got to to go forwards if we could get coaching into schools across the board a bit more this is going off on a tangent um, I think that would facilitate more conversations that are actually impactful and going to make change positive change in schools yeah absolutely and I think uh, you know I had a conversation previously with other people about the best CPD they've done and why and often it's come down to that opportunity to speak to peers to really have those conversations what if you had to put your finger on it, what? Well, why was that CPD you did on coaching the best thing? What's made? Because you were so you just lit up when I you know, spoke yeah. about it. So what was it? What did I that? Just, oh, I think it's so. It's an art to be a coach. Um, it's not mentoring. It's not counselling. So you're not thinking about things that have happened. You're not trying to give your expertise. You're allowing someone time to think and to feel and 
decide on actions. So at the end of every coaching session, you have to come out with an action that you're going to fulfill. Um, and I just think when we did that session, that's the first time that I can remember I've had time to think since I've had kids. Um, and pre-kids, you know, even pre-kids, it's tough to find time as a teacher to think. But obviously when I come home, there's noise as well. So I don't, <laughs> I don't have that time and it's the opportunity. And like I said, I've come out of them because I've carried on with one of the coaches from the day. Every time I come out of those sessions, I just feel like I've got a plan of action that I can do. I can do it. They're like cheerleaders. It's great. <laughs> we need a bit more positivity in teaching, don't we? We need someone that we feel is going to champion us. Mm. And I think that's what they do. Do you think it's beneficial that you're getting, I'm assuming, that this person is someone outside of your school? Yes, yeah. So they actually, they're based in Cheshire. Um, and they coincidentally met each other at a separate coaching session. Um, and what they do is, they're two different primary schools. They swap um, colleagues. So they'll, oh, okay. yeah, so they're very near each other and they'll swap. So what we're trying to do now is see if there's another school near us that is interested in coaching and we can swap because it is, we practiced on each other on the day, but there's only so much you'll divulge, even though it's a safe space and it's all confidential. I think there's always yeah. that fear, isn't there, that something will slip out in the corridor. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, you know, thinking about talking to people from other schools that you mm. don't necessarily know, and I mentioned this before we started recording, that I realised we'd never spoken yeah. before, but I felt <laughs> like we had, um, because the connections that actually I feel you're able to build on Twitter, yeah. as much as it can be difficult, and there are you know pain points there mm -hmm. um do you feel you've benefited from making connections on, on Twitter yeah I mean I haven't been able to get on it as much this year but every time I go on I come away with an idea and I've been I've got a trainee this year and I've been trying to get her to explore beyond my classroom mm -hmm. like get out there get out into other people's classrooms get onto Twitter because actually most of the things I take away the resources for my sixth form class and they come from a history teacher because I, there's something about her resources that just hits me and makes me want to adapt them for the texts that I teach it just works so you don't just get out there what have you got to lose if we're That's scrolling great, every it? evening anyway why not scroll <laughs> on something productive yeah <laughs> uh, picking up what you said there that's great that the resources you're finding are from a mm. history teacher that yeah. you're applying to your because often you know again thinking about those everybody in the hall kind of cpds people go yeah. in and they sit there and they go oh so and so from the maths department's presenting yes. how's yeah. that going to be useful to me um and finding ways of applying that to your own classroom mm -hmm. from a totally different subject it's fantastic yeah. it's a vision isn't it i mean this also comes down to the type of person i am i want to do cpd i want to lead it i want to learn and some people just don't some people are closed off why change it? It's always worked. What's the point? It's just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's people, isn't it? People are different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, what was I thinking of asking you about now? How Are there certain ways that you share all these things you you learn? So there's lots of things that you, you do. Are mm. you kind of in a, is there opportunities for you to share that? Or at the moment, is it more for your own development and you're hoping that will build to be able to share more? Um, both. Um, I'm always trying to develop. It's just, I think I'd be bored if I stopped still. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't think that would work <laughs> for me. Um, 
I have been noticed in the school. So a couple of years ago, I rolled out. I just said to SLT, there's not enough. Why don't the kids know how to revise? Why aren't they ever taught? Because when I was at school, I never got taught to revise. Mm-hmm. Um, so full confession, I didn't. I didn't revise <laughs> for my GCSEs. I ju- I'm lucky that I managed to do very well. In hindsight, I'm very annoying. And now when I look at students like me, they annoy me. So I'm sorry <laughs> yep. to everyone that I went to school with. <laughs> um, but I just didn't know what to do. And obviously my parents were never taught. It was very much a like sit down, get on, or maybe you'll get a belting or something. I don't know. Um, so I don't, it's ironic, isn't it, that I'm now championing this. But um, <laughs> so I got, I, I went to them and said, year 11, sh- they have no idea what they're doing. We need to get involved. And then after that ran, it was successful. So then I did a whole key stage three day. Um, and then I pitched an idea last year about, we need to get this into the curriculum. So we have skills for life, which for other people is PSHE or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so my pitch was, and this comes from the revision revolution as well. It's just been adapted. Year seven need the full works. They need the, they need how the brain works, why they're doing it, some strategies. And then basically my idea is that we taper off to year 11 Mm-hmm. because by year 11 they should just know they've had four years of guidance skills tips tricks so by year 11 the focus is on well-being because it's you know big exams it's totally different it's a lot more scary um so this year I've just been asked to help do that so that's big but in classic yeah. SLT style, they've done it like two weeks before they want it to happen. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> okay. But it's great that you've you've had the opportunity to go on and go and say, look, I've I've read this, I've heard about this, I yeah. want to do that. Like, I think a lot of people, and I imagine possibly you as well, actually, would find that quite nerve wracking. Did you have to? Yeah. How did you <laughs> How did you push yourself to go right? You know oh. what? Did you have a a good connection with someone already or did you think you know what we need this I'm just gonna go for it I think I just went for it I also um I follow on Twitter is it 10% braver the women ed yes yes women ed 10% braver and I don't engage with that account much but it pops up a lot on my timeline and you Mm -hmm. know when you just see something a lot of times I need to be 10% braver I just need to do it um (laughs) I don't, I don't know. And sometimes I get a bee in my bonnet and I just go off and do something. So I think I just must have had it in me that day. And like, right, <laughs> I'm going for it. Um, yeah, that's, that's it really, I think. But also I've engaged in Twitter for a while now. I've started doing teach meets. So when I did that in person, that was completely out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I was not happy, but I did it and I was really glad and the feedback was really lovely. Um, I've done some page to practice sorry yeah. <laughs> for you <laughs> yeah. um, as well and I just sort of keep increasing it a little bit because I can't be ambitious but not go for things that doesn't work does it so I, I had a brave great moment to hear. <laughs> I, I think that's really great to hear and really important because I think there's a lot of people who think they've got all of these things buzzing around and they've yeah. you know they've they've done the twitter they've done the whatever yeah but then they don't feel like they've got that place to go into school and do anything about it but actually to hear from someone like you who isn't on SLT who didn't have some kind of link to do it it wasn't mm. a, I've got to do this for a UPS task or whatever mm. it was 
it was I've just gone no you know what I'm going to be braver and I'm going to do this and I think that's really important for people to hear and at the time I wasn't even the head of department I was just just a bog standard classroom teacher (laughs) I think that's even more important for people to hear that it wasn't for uh any other reason other than you were interested in and you wanted to yeah well we're also classroom teachers we're the ones on the ground that are running the classes you know we know the kids the best and we can identify those gaps I think more readily than maybe SLT who don't have that many lessons and certainly not year sevens or eights do they they tend to have the older ones so who's better place to see these gaps and make judgments than us Exactly. I feel like I'm jumping around. I'm going to go back. I know, to sorry, that was the... probably me. No, it's, it's me. I keep, I, I hear something and I drag it off in that direction. And then I realise I've drifted from what I wanted to ask, which was how have other staff in school responded to the stuff you've been putting into place with revision? Is it very much it's coming from you or is it you're feeding to SLT and SLT are bringing it back down again? Like, how's that going? It's a bit of both. Um I'm not really sure. It's such a spread out school. We don't get a lot of chance to to cross over with each other. Um, I think if you were to do a general survey, I think people would agree it's it's a gap. Students mm-hmm. don't know what to do because we are a grammar school. Students do have mm-hmm. to pass a test to get in, but they don't necessarily learn how to revise. They're just drilled. So if anything, they're worse than other year sixes. They don't they just trained basically rigidly mm-hmm. um I don't know were we were you ever taught to revise oh absolutely not I know this is what I've thought this whole time with with these kind of when all this um stuff to do with cognitive sciences mm. has come up and I've gone yeah I didn't do any of that no but isn't <laughs> it such an easy win like, absolutely like, I just it's such a no-brainer now that you look at it. So I know that some departments in my school do bits and bobs of retrieval. Is definitely across the whole school. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the revision thing for me that's missing because often students don't see how viable things can be across different subjects. Um, and some of the feedback from the Key Stage 3 day that I did... Um, oh, it would have been great to have subject specialists teaching us this. Why? Why can you not do this activity in science and maths and languages and English? Why not? Um, Obviously, some of them you can't. Some of them won't transfer, but most of them will, or you can adapt them. So I put my foot down on that and said, no. I think staff have quite enjoyed it, but I don't think it's there yet Mm -hmm. where everyone is on board. I think we still need a bit more buy-in yeah that makes sense I think um when you were saying you know about subject specialists sometimes obviously sometimes that's really important isn't it yeah but sometimes actually we just all need to have the understanding of whatever pedagogical area it is we're talking about beforehand and you know that's how our lethal mutations happen isn't it someone hears Mm -hmm. it from one person who hears it from another who applies it in a totally different way somewhere else but it's important isn't it that we understand do you think that that it's important that everybody not only just knows the strategy but why we're doing the strategy I was about to say while you were talking then I was thinking it's the why (laughs) why are we doing it and I remember in a previous school that I taught at the um instead of objectives on the board they had what are we learning why are we learning it how are Mm -hmm. we learning it and I thought that was really good for students because they often say what's the point when am I going to need what how why let's just 
it's like back to the L, the MPQ. You you plan your CPD like you plan a lesson, and we always tell students why they're doing something. So here we go, staff. We're doing this because surely it's quite easy to see if everyone knows how to revise, results are going to improve. And everyone wants that, don't they? Everyone wants to look good because I know the (laughs) results are for them, but they are for us. We're the ones that sit down with whoever at the end of the day and explain our results. Everyone's a winner. Yeah. No, and I do do think that why is so important, especially the, you know, to think of an example, when retrieval started becoming a bit of a buzzword and people were all, suddenly everyone was doing a quiz Yes, but no one really knew why they were doing a quiz. They were just doing a quiz. quiz. (laughs) No, they just heard that it was the thing to do. So I very much advocate for teachers knowing at least some of the background to these things. They don't have to sit and read the book. They don't have to sit and read the article. But they do need to know. I think the the background to to the thing that they're trying to do. You mentioned earlier about getting the word out around my school. We have a teaching Mm -hmm. and learning group. Um, It's brand new. Um, I've read a book about teaching and learning groups, uh, <laughs> obviously. Um, but it's it's struggling to get off the ground at the moment because of this buy-in. We've got so many staff that have been there for such a long time, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. But, you know, we want to have movement. We want diversity. We want people to be open-minded about taking on new things. So we've got these ideas and we want to spread the word the cpd word but we're not really sure how to do that for the best yet so i know that um so sean allison did a book about teaching and learning groups and also i think it was jade pierce i listened to a podcast with her about her teaching and learning groups and so we're looking at some of the things they've done with one pages so like you said you don't have to read the book here's what happens spoiler alert um but these are the takeaways why don't you have a go um so we're looking at that and we're looking as well at um a watch listen do so again different types so it doesn't have to be a a sheet of information you can watch something you can listen to a podcast and then have a go and do it yourself we want to see it that's great. I think it's one of those things that lots of schools are trying to find their way around yes. now, isn't it? Is how do we build this in? And there's lots of good. When you said Jade Pierce, I'd been thinking Jade Pierce. And yeah. <laughs> if you hadn't have mentioned her, I was going to. And uh, various other people um, that I've followed on on Twitter for quite a long time yeah. who do various different versions of bulletins and one pages yeah. and one slide in the morning and and whatever. Yeah. And people who do a I've seen people do little recorded segments that people yep. watch and that kind of thing. So I think there's so much out there that um, it's just finding what works for you and your yes, school, isn't it? Exactly. And with your time, everyone's got different time restraints inside and outside of school, but that doesn't mean you you can't fit it in. It's just exactly. find, yeah, finding the right way. I think every school needs that person who, who on the outside looks like they're just living and breathing, teaching and learning. You know, you 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 become that person that everyone yeah. knows that. Oh, if I want to ask about a book to do with teaching, I'm going to go to that person. Yeah. And my last role before I before I left the classroom, I think I was. That's what I was trying to do: be that person that that everyone thinks you're just obsessed. 
Yes. That's fine. You know what? If they think I'm obsessed, at least they'll know to, to come yeah. to me if they ask something. Well, one of SLT came to me after school today and it was like, oh, teaching and learning guru. And I was like, I'm happy to be that person. I am a bona fide teaching and learning geek and I'm okay with that. I just think it's important for that person to have a champion as well. Mm-hmm. And ideally a t- an SLT champion, because I think it's quite a hard job. It's a lot of energy to keep going in a job that already zaps a lot of energy doesn't it absolutely you can't, can't row the boat on your own you need a bit of help yeah and rubbish at I, idioms that was probably the wrong one yeah, I like <laughs> it it works we'll, doesn't we'll it we'll make it up it works doesn't it we'll take it um, so um we've had lots of really interesting bits and pieces there so I, I haven't got anything else I wanted to ask you and other than moving on to this last section is there anything that you uh came to talk about that you haven't mentioned that you want to get a chance to say no I think I've just had a big old teaching and learning blur (laughs) I think that's basically what these are (laughs) that's basically what these these conversations are to be honest the best ones are the ones where time's just flying by and we're just carrying on so perfect before we move on um if anybody listening wants to follow you uh on social media or anything like that where's the best place to go so I use twitter for my education stuff um and it's at sra underscore lancake which you're gonna have to put in the footnotes because l-a-n-c-a-k-e it's a stupid (laughs) surname (laughs) i will put that in um in the notes of the podcast as well so that everybody can see that are you interested in evidence-informed practice do you have a favorite edgy book have an idea of what great cpd is and should be Want to just generally have a chat about education? Please sign up to join me for a conversation. I rely on volunteers from all contexts and levels of experience. Visit learninglinguist.co.uk forward slash page practice podcast for the sign up form. So, um, I still haven't thought of a good name for this. And of course, we're recording now in May and I'm not planning on releasing this till July. So, uh, people time. are going to think I'm taking ages to think of a good name for this. But it's my CPD <laughs> library round. We'll go with that anyway. Okay. So, uh, I gave these to you in advance, didn't mm-hmm. I? I've come up with some categories um, and I'm going to give you a category and I'd like to hear the a uh, book or article or text or something CPD related mm-hmm. that you think is relevant. And like I said to you before we started recording, originally it was going to be quick fire. And then I remembered that I was talking to teachers <laughs> and you were all going to want to give your lovely reasons for why you'd pick this particular thing. So, yep. you know, either give your reasons or don't, I don't mind. <laughs> so the first one uh, first got you into evidence informed practice. Well, Here we go. Um, When I joined my school four and a half years ago, the deputy, you see, it's not quick fire at all, is it? The deputy (laughs) head teacher handed me Rosenshine's principles in action um, and that got me hooked. So that's my first and he has a lot to answer for. (laughs) Um, In that case, next one resonated with you the most. That has to be The Revision Revolution by Helen Howells because it's just... It came at the exactly the right time to pivot my career, really. That's 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 a great endorsement for that book, go. isn't it? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, challenged your views. I've got two for this. Perfect. Challenge is quite broad, isn't it? So yeah. challenged me in a sense of it's quite a heavy read. How learning happens by Paul Kirshner. 
it's, mm-hmm. it's quite a lot that it's you've got to be awake um but then challenged the way that I think about my teaching boys don't try um by Matt Pinkett and Mark Roberts especially as a language teacher I think the buy-in from boys it's mm-hmm. notoriously not as great as other subjects tend to be so it, it was such an interesting thing and actually the follow-up um I did a follow-up CPD as well that was online and that was just amazing really really good yeah two really good texts you've you've mentioned there actually both of which have had had podcast episodes on um and actually just to see this isn't quick fire at all because now I'm talking but <laughs> the the thing about boys I remember reading um the part in that book about you know don't make it all into a competition mm. just because you think the boys will like it don't make it all about football because yeah. you think the boys will like it and it made me think back to so many things in my yeah. earlier days and in my training of where yeah. we've been actively encouraged to do exactly those things yeah teacher so. training and we did I remember spending ages creating a whole activity on the euros my goodness, what yeah. a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one then. Had the biggest impact on your practice? Um, Kate Jones and all of her retrieval practices. Um, because like I said, you can take, you can literally just take the activities out and put them in the lesson. So it's not mm. necessarily the biggest impact on my CPD, but certainly on my lessons and my practice. Yeah, there aren't many books that, you know, we were talking again about subject specialists. There's not many books that people can just, no matter yeah. their subject, probably pick up a book and go, oh, I can use yeah. that straight away. Because people don't want to give it all away, do they? But Kate Jones just, that's how she hooked everyone. Just yeah. give, give a bit away. <laughs> no, you're right, because there's all sorts of templates and activities and everything. Yeah. Uh, where did I get to on my list? Oh, here we are. Should be required reading for ECTs or ITTs. Uh, teaching walkthroughs because it does what it says on the tin Um, and I think even when they're training they need to have a look at it because I think a lot of the fundamentals tend to get skimmed over I'm gonna say not Mm -hmm. necessarily missed but could be discussed more and in depth and I think if they read teaching walkthroughs they would open a conversation and really get into a bit more nitty gritty. And even if they got given it and then had to have a discussion with me as a subject mentor about it and a particular element of it, I mean, wow, that would change their practice, wouldn't it? Yeah. It, it's love a bit is, more real. Yeah. I, I've, I don't know if you've seen Tom and Oliver talking about walkthroughs, but I've no. saw them at festival education and somewhere else and that's exactly what they want it's exactly what they want you know to to start those conversations and to practice the real nitty-gritty of things so that was important that was a good one um oh another one inspired you um so I've gone MFLE for this I've gone for breaking the sound barrier by Conti and Steve Smith nice very famous language gentlemen um because I think as a language teacher and the way that I trained when I trained listening was just always very boring and rigid mm-hmm. and after reading that it, it inspired me to make listening tasks a lot more enjoyable and now they're just dotted around and it's great the kids love it you don't get that groan anymore of oh listening <laughs> nice a uh, few more left most mm-hmm. recent off piste this one are you ready so this has come from coaching but it's a brilliant book and I think it is relevant to teaching otherwise I wouldn't have put it on it's called the chimp paradox 
by Professor Steve Peters. It's so interesting. Just a very brief, I'm still going through it. It's it's really good. It's basically every human brain, because we know we've evolved from chimps, but every human brain still has a chimp element in it. And that's your emotional sort of irrational quick knee-jerk reaction that's your chimp brain and then your human brain has to tame it and control it and make it behave and it's it's so interesting because obviously not obviously younger people are less able to control the chimp Mm -hmm. so obviously we work with those younger people but then also you see adults that just lose their temper and can't get it together and that's also it's really interesting I recommend it Oh, sounds good. good. I I like when someone gives one that's not actually a natural teaching related one because, you know, it's actually important that we do read wider than that, you know, find things that apply because otherwise we just end up in a bubble where everything is teaching. We're not going to grow if we don't take stuff from from outside. And it's all kind of psychology, cognitive stuff. So it is linked, but it's so interesting. Uh, so the next one, or one that's on your to-be-read pile, mm-hmm. what's coming up? Oh, too much. Yep. Um, <laughs> I have got, it's been there and I started it, but then I got distracted by my chimp. Um, it's Jade <laughs> Pierce, What Every Teacher Needs to Know. Nice, you'll enjoy that one because yeah, it's so. so much the stuff we've been talking yeah. about in the second section of the book is kind of that kind of thing. Yes. And the last one, is there a book that you think doesn't really exist but should, something you'd like to read but you haven't found or uh, no, something like that? No. no. And I said this in my in my teach meet last year. I said it has been amazing sitting here today and hearing the discussions because we are so much more aware now than we ever have been before. And when I did my teacher training a while ago um, – I would never have dreamt that we would be having these conversations. I would never have thought that I would be so engaged in teaching and learning. It wasn't even discussed when I did teacher training. So, you know, we've got um, we've got things on feedback pendulums. We've got assessment or not. Um, there's everything. And uh, people are still writing. There's so much good stuff. I'd, I admire all of those teachers that have time to write a book. <laughs> I think it's incredible, but it's always relevant. Like I said, we're the ones on the floor. So everything that's being written about is so relevant. It's great. So great. I, I couldn't think of one. Sorry to disappoint. No, no, that's not <laughs> disappointing at all. It's a good answer, isn't it? Well, thank you, Steph. This has been really good. I've really enjoyed this conversation. It's just nice to speak to people who are interested in CPD and want to share yeah. that. And I think that's the crux of, of kind of, you know, the, the bulk of the listeners to this podcast anyway. So hopefully they'll enjoy listening to at least some of this conversation yeah. as much as I've enjoyed having it. And I hope you've enjoyed the conversation too. Absolutely, um, yeah. Anything else you wanted to add before we finish? I don't think so, no. Just um, if you're new to it all, make sure you get on Twitter and and have a look and see what's out and about, really. Because, you know, all this sharing, people are also saving you some workload. So, you know, sharing's caring. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, that's great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Sign up to receive the From Page to Practice weekly newsletter to read tips and advice from my guests, as well as information on upcoming episodes. Find the link in the show notes for this episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Steph. Her enthusiasm for what she does is contagious, isn't it? 
Since our conversation, Steph has had the green light to roll out her revision skills plans across all year groups. A great example of how you can influence teaching and learning on a whole school level, even if it isn't in your job title. In the next episode, I'm pleased to welcome Tracy Lees, co-author of Teach Like a Queen, and we talk about how reading can empower early career teachers, women ed, and being 10% braver. You've been listening to From Page to Practice. Don't forget to join in the conversation using hashtag page practice podcast. Thanks go to Kevin McLeod of Incomtech.com for use of the tracks Cheery Monday and Fuzzball Parade, which are licensed under Creative Commons. <laughs>